Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 216-578-0092. Let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline and bring in John Costco Pro Football Focus. What's up, John? What up, G? What up, G. Bush? How you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, we just breaking down this little draft situation. Uh, you know, obviously, you guys have a a little more, um, you know, a, a little more background into some of these guys. Um, you know, especially some of the the little little known ins ins and outs of these guys' careers, measurements, and in, in, in some of their tape. Um, when you look at this draft overall, let's go by one by one. Now, we'll start with this. Let's overall. Overall, what did you think about the day two um, and the, the move to trade down? I think that the move to trade down makes sense, considering the fact that when you make a trade for Deshaun Watson, you give up six picks to do so. You needed to accumulate some of those picks back so you can continue to build a roster because you don't want to leave the cupboard bare. So uh, moving back from where they were at 44 made sense in that regard. And I, I expect them to actually not pick, make six picks today and probably trade for the future picks um, with some of these that they have today um, because they need future picks as well. So uh, it, to me, it, it made sense. They were, they were really quality players on the board at 44 that they could have picked. Um, but I think when it comes to the, the draft, Everybody talks about how it's a crap shoot and it's a, and you're, you're throwing darts at a board, and they understand that. And just because you have maybe have a really high grade on a guy doesn't mean that actually that guy's going to pan out. We've seen that time and time again. So having more you know throws at the dartboard is is what they are banking on. So when when you uh, when you trade down and we talked about some of those guys that are that are sitting there um, at. <laughs> Some some of the guys that are sitting there, people, you know, you got guys like you know Sky Moore, you got Pickens that are still there. Um, there was a you know, there's a lot of guys. Nicobe Dean's name was thrown around a lot. There was a at 44. I don't have a, an exact snapshot of it, but there were a ton of people that um, people had very high grades on from a lot of the research and different things like that. Um, you know, could you understand where someone is is like, hey, why don't you just take a person at a position of need, place at a position of need, and get a guy that can help your team? And and they think that maybe some of these guys aren't going to be able to help your team. Yeah, I, I think you they will help your team, right? Like, I think you can obviously pick a guy there, and he's going to help your team immediately. But really, you you go off of what your board says, and if you're not super high in any of those guys there, like, why force a pick if you're getting uh, the value you are of trading back. So um, I can, you know, obviously I can see it both ways because 
making the pick there and getting a guy that you really, you know, that's really high on people's boards because they were a number of, of, you know, potential first round talents on, you know, a lot of people's mock drafts and boards and in the media, but we're not, we're not the Browns. We're not all these other teams that have these, uh, these grades on these guys. So we don't know what their, their draft boards look like. Perhaps, you know, Sky Moore, I know is getting a lot of steam lately in, in the media, but there's a reason why the guy fell. There's a reason why George Pickens also fell. Like these, they, you know, we don't, we're not privy to all the knowledge and, and the, like the medical data and, and, and the personality of stuff of these guys that, you know, that uh, the NFL teams are. So I get it. There's, you know, being able to draft a guy like an Alec Pierce or a George Pickens or a Sky Moore or you know, a, a guys that, you know, Drake Jackson, those, those guys might be really good NFL players, uh, but they might also not be. And there's a reason why they fell. Um, well, well, to dig down into it and to figure out uh, are they good or not, where did you guys have and how did you have uh, Martin Emerson ranked uh, rated uh, at PFF? When when we looked at it, um, for we, we took a look at it and I said, wow, they're drafting a corner? I mean, I would have never expected them to take a corner after signing Denzel Ward. They took a corner in the first round last year. Uh, Troy Hill, they used uh, used up some of the um, you know cap space to sign him. Obviously, they may want to look to replace him, but um, MJ Stewart and some of the AJ Green and some of these other guys. Um, were you surprised that they took uh, Martin Emerson, and, and where did you guys have him ranked? Yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise that they went corner with their first pick um, because you know when knowing that the if the immediate needs for the team were defensive end defensive tackle and wide receiver uh, and maybe like a, you know, like a third tight end, but you're talking those are the immediate needs. But when you listen to Andrew Barry talk about the draft, they're not drafting players for immediate need. They're looking at it from a, a long-term roster building standpoint. So if you think about it in that respect, cornerback is an incredibly valuable position on, on the team. It's one of their, you know, you, everybody knows about these Browns guardrails that are they're circulating around on the, on the internet from you know the time with Sashi Brown, who which was developed basically by you know Paul Podesta and, and Andrew Barry is part of that staff as well. They value cornerbacks, and I, I think it's a good thing to to attack the cornerback position continually because you never know with injuries what's going to happen with those guys, and you want to be deep in that cornerback room. Uh, for Martin Emerson, we had a third-round grade on him, so it was kind of appropriately picked. Maybe they were a little bit high. We had him in a late day three, um, you know, range. But you can't really argue with it. The guy has phenomenal size for the for the position, and he's an absolute thumper of a of a cornerback who can who has the physicality that you really want. He's really ideal for like a press zone type coverage, which is what the Browns play where he, he needs to improve is his off coverage ability and uh, his, his technique in that regard. But for, for him, he, he's got the size that you want and he's got good enough speed and change of direction that he can plant and, and drive up on, on shorter routes. Um, and he's really good in that regard. So, uh, you know, he, there's a reason why he fell to the third round. He's not one of the top cornerbacks in the, in a draft, but he's got a, all the physical tools that you could ask for in that position. Uh, and he has the physicality to be able to, to win for sure in, in the NFL. Um, let, let's move along to Alex Wright. Um, defensive end out of UAB has some decent production. Um, where did you guys have him? I, you know, for me, I didn't have uh, a problem with it. 
at this point in the draft, I mean, everybody, uh, edge rusher is an edge rusher. At this point, you still need to get a guy out there. He's going to need some work. You're going to have to have a defensive line coach work with him, work on a move or one primary move and possibly a secondary move and see if you could you could develop him as an edge guy. You just want to make sure that he has the tools to do that. Where do you guys have uh, uh, Alex Wright rated? Yeah, we had him as, a, again, a third-round grade on the guy. Uh, at the number 80, 83 overall, so it was really close to where they actually picked him. Um, and from a from a grading standpoint, he graded it phenomenally for UAB. Yes, it's at that you know group of five level, and, and most of his competition wasn't you know elite level competition or anything like that, like in the SEC. But his pass rush grade was in the and talking about grading percentiles. We grade these guys in all facets of play, but he was 96 percentile in pass rush grade, mm, okay. all above. Okay. In upper 90s, in terms of you know win percentage, his true pass rush grade, his run defense grade, his run stop grade, all those things were were at an elite level for for a group of five uh, defensive end. Yeah, the guy has also has phenomenal size where he can you can kick him inside uh, to three tech, which is what you kind of expect him them to be able to do with him, move him a bit around. He's a guy that has a really really heavy hands and is good with these inside counter moves and can you can stunt the guy and he's going to be really good at those so yeah he, he's going to need to develop in a, a pass rush repertoire because he's pretty limited in that regard right now uh, but again I think you know you're you're not expecting him to be a day one starter or anything like that he's going to be a guy that can come in there and contribute uh, and you hope to develop him over a long term because especially from a grading standpoint you know he was, shows one of the best grading profiles in this class uh, you know, finally, we look at uh, one Mr. David Bell. I think that for some reason, um, you know, just because receiver is exploded as far as the money people are giving receivers, um, you saw what Jamar Chase did his first year. Like, receivers is the new it thing. Receivers are just, like, on the top of everyone's mind. So it, it's weird. You know, he was their third pick, but, you know, that's the first thing people kind of jumped to was David Bell and is he was he – you know, a guy that, you know, was better than Sky Moore. Like you say, mentioned uh, George Pickens, some of the guys that were more more of the sexy marquee names. Um, when you look at David Bell, um, you know, Mac had, I mentioned this. He, he dropped the, the least amount of footballs or his drop, or, or drop rating was the lowest out of any of the guys um, on, on the board or in, in period in his draft almost. Um, so where did you guys have uh, David Bell at? Again, a third round grade, uh, late day three basically is what we, uh, late round three is what we had on him. So they picked him kind of appropriately where he was ranked, according to us. Um, he's a guy that obviously the combine is a, is a major concern. He had one of the worst combines of, of any wide receiver this year, but the production that you see from him is phenomenal. And he looks faster and plays faster than what that combine showed. So to me, um, I don't know if he was, you know, we don't, again, we don't get all the information. Was he hurt and trying to work through in, an injury at the combine that wasn't disclosed? I don't know. I know what the Browns do use are G, like the GPS chip data uh, on these guys. And it's one of the reasons why a couple of the reasons, you know, when they picked it last year with Demetri Felton, who ha- also had a poor combine. Uh, and then uh, Richard LeCount had a poor combine as well. I, I know for a fact those guys were, they didn't use the combine data for them. They used the uh, the GPS data for them on those guys. With David Bell, 
Like he was one of the few guys. It was like one of the only guys in 2020 that gave Greg Newsom some fifth as a, you know, in coverage. And we, you know, Greg Newsom went his first round for the Cleveland Browns last year. He has a natural receiving ability. He can win with, uh, you know, exceptional ball control, uh, body control to be able to get, go up and get balls. He's got really good sideline control. He has, he has uh, knows how to use his body. So that's one of the big things for him. Uh, extremely strong hands, like like you had talked about. Uh, rarely drops, you know, passes. One of the things that you you don't see from him is a, a quick suddenness out of him. Uh, but he is a solid route runner. And he, you can scheme him to get open. He knows how to get open as well. So, yeah, he has things that, you know, maybe some physical limitations there. But I don't think there are physical limitations that would say that you, he can't play at the next level because he did, you know, he did. You saw him beat and win against some, you know, a, a, a Greg Newsom, who's an NFL cornerback, you know, drafted in the first round. And you've seen him do that, um, you know, and at the college level. So, yeah, there's a reason why. Obviously, he fell into the third round. He's not. He's not going to be the explosive type of guy like like a Sky Moore is, but again, there's there's a reason why he's a you know with the 14th or 15th wide receiver off the board. And I, I, well, I'll go with, I'll go along with this. There is a reason why um, Anthony Schwartz was a third round pick, and there's a reason why Donovan Peoples Jones was a sixth round pick. Do the Cleveland Browns, uh, with the collection of guys that they have, opposite of uh, you know there's the the guys that we have there, and, and when you're talking about it. What are do they need another guy? Do they need because r- right now they you know got they got Felton who's fell for a reason, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones fell for a reason, um, all of these guys, man, they 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 fell for a reason. Do you still need another receiver to get it done, especially a guy that's going to stretch the field in, in free agency? So one of the benefits of having a Deshaun Watson as your quarterback is that the quarterback is always going to make your wide receivers look better than what they are. Um, if you have that, if that quarterback's good enough, right? Like one of the things that you, you see with Tom Brady over the course of his career is that he doesn't have these big name wide receivers except for Randy Moss. And then we saw how much that elevated that team, but Tom Brady is already an elite level quarterback and he can, he made everybody look better for him. He goes into, you go, obviously we know with Tampa Bay, those guys have good production. They have even better production with Tom Brady. So it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not comparing Deshaun Watson to a Tom Brady, but it's it's time and time again where you see these elite level quarterbacks, guys that can can elevate the talent around them, that can make the wide receivers look better, or also when those guys are getting open, be able to get them the ball. So with with the Browns needing to add more to the wide receiver room, sure, I think they can continue to do that, and they can do that in the in free agency with Will Fuller or or, or, or whatnot, but. They, I think that they they like the collection of talent that they have there, and it's they don't think it is a as a huge need. They obviously traded for Mari Cooper because they needed a a number one type of guy to help, you know, maybe lead that room and kind of set by example, uh, which is which Amari Cooper can definitely do. But I think you when you have a quarterback that can see the field better and find those open receivers, they're all those guys are going to look better in in that's and this by proxy. Uh, talking to John Costco, pro football focus on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. One more question before we get out of here. Um, all of these, um, you know, we we look around. Uh, <laughs> I, we have this draft, right? Um, in the AFC North, uh, what do you, what, what is your take on the, uh, the other two or three teams, excuse me, other three teams in the AFC North and how they did? I, I really like what Baltimore did. Um, 
they just yeah, and I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people like what Baltimore did, and you know, I think you, you stand pat at, at number fourteen and take Kyle Hamilton, who most people had as the top safety in, the, in this draft class. Um, to me, it's a weird fit for them. So they're gonna they're a single high team that plays a lot of man coverage, and that's not what. And they also just signed um, uh, Marcus Williams, the safety out from from the uh, New Orleans Saints, to a big time contract, who is a, is a single high free safety. And if, if they're going to switch their scheme to a two high, you know, cover two type look, then then I think Kyle Hamilton is a really good pick for them. But if they're going to ask him to be a man coverage box type safety, that's not what he does well. He's better deep as a free safety roaming the middle of the field where he has good range. So to me, the the fit there is, is actually kind of weird um, in terms of what he, you know, the, I think the talent for Kyle Hamilton is good, but I I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna change their scheme for him or how they're gonna be able to utilize him because uh, I think people overrate his ability to to cover in man and be a box safety because uh, he doesn't have great change of direction skills. Um, and I think everybody kind of overrates him. I actually would have. You know, I think Lewis Asim out of Georgia was the better safety in this class, and you know, I'm in the minority of that. I realize that, but that's just my my view on the thing. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, obviously, he's a he's a great center. I think he he's you know PFF. He was the highest graded center in in our ever. We we've, we've seen it in the, in college football. Uh, so he's going to be uh, a, a handful to, to deal with on for you know obviously the Browns defensive line. Um, but I think. You know, they, they have what they do is they, they stand pat and they take the best player available, which seems to be at least every single year. So they always do good in later rounds as well. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, it seems, you know, they obviously think they've got the, their quarterback of the future, Kenny Pickett. He's got a lot of flaws on tape. There's a reason why this quarterback class, you know, kind of fell. Pickett doesn't really excite me as a quarterback. Or if I was a Steelers fan, he doesn't excite me that we've got our guy, right? So. Um, I think for them, they, you know, they may have, they may have over, overreached for that guy. And, you know, I guess if you like him as your guy and you think you, you know, he's a guy, you, you take him. But I think it's, for me, it's a, it's an over, over pick. And then I think Cincinnati has done a, has done a fine job. Um, you know, the Dactyl pickup for them in the, in the first round was a good one. And they continue to just to add quality talent to the rest of the draft. John, I appreciate you for coming on with me. We'll talk to you very soon. Uh, and as always, uh, keep it locked, bro. Yeah, my, always a good pleasure to, to speak with you, G. Bush. You have a great rest of your day. Enjoy day three of the draft. All right, man. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.